360 with Katie Wolf. Join the conversation with Katie Wolf. You are our eyes and ears in the territory. Mix 104.9. Joining me live in the studio right now from AFAD, the Amateur Fishermen's Association here in the Northern Territory, Chief Executive David Giravolo. Good morning to you. Morning, Katie. Great to uh, great to see you. Now, um, we, we read in the paper today that recreational fishing stakeholders have been told that a decision by traditional owners to allow access to parts of the East Alligator River will be made in coming days. Uh, the Northern Territory News is reporting that the Northern Land Council is set to announce, well, hopefully, uh, that access will remain for those recreational fish shows for the Arnhem Land side of the East Alligator until at least December 2022. Uh, David, is that your understanding at this point or is it still sort of up in the air? Yeah, that look, that is consistent with my understanding and, and we certainly hope that that's confirmed publicly uh, soon. I, I did um, quickly check in with the NLC to make sure that uh, that that was accurate and, yeah. and, and that is the information that we have. So uh, I guess for fishers, the important uh, take-home there is... is uh, when the registration process was was brought in, um, that side, the Arnhem Land side of the East Alligator River and the Cooper Creek were, were red areas that people couldn't access with the registration, yeah. uh, and we're hoping that will be updated maps provided um, soon, which which update that, and hopefully it turns yellow very soon. It's been a, a difficult time, I guess, or a, a very interesting time, you'd have to say, for our recreational fishers in the Territory, uh, with the Blue Mud Bay uh, decision a few weeks ago, and then, uh, you know, waiting on the this decision as well. How are our recreational fishers feeling at the moment? I think it's been a tough time for, for everyone. It's certainly been a tough time for us at, at AFAND and I know it's been a difficult uh, path for the NLC as well and the staff that I've been engaging with there. But yeah. look, recreational fishers were really um, upset uh, with losing access to some of the places that they love mm. um, and places which traditional owners have you know shared access with with recreational fishers for, for so many years, 12 years or more since the Bloomer Bay decision. Um, so, uh, look, I think there's been a, an acknowledgement uh, of that. Of course, I need to preface that it is the right of traditional owners to, to decide what happens on their waters. Um, yep. In many ways, there's a lot of frustration that it's taken so long to resolve it, uh, of course, from recreational fishers, but from traditional owners who have really been expecting change since that decision in 2008. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's been an evolving process. I think initially people uh, get really upset when they when they find out they can't access the place that they love and, and now really attention is turning to well, well how do we how can we fix this and how can we, yeah. how can we make it better and you know I'm I'm certainly convinced that we've got to work better and more closely with mm. the NLC and with traditional owners because we've got so many shared values we're, we're, we're um, each party here, if you want to use that term, or if I'm going to use that term, is uh, very much committed to stewardship of aquatic resources and looking yeah. after our fish. Now, uh, how is that registration process going so far? How you know, like, are people responding to it quite well, or um, how's it been playing out over the last couple of weeks? So, I think um, people who've gone on to actually get one of the registrations would find that it's been a relatively easy process yep. to do. We've certainly been engaging with the NLC around some of the terms and conditions and, and working through on that. Uh, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago when we talked, one of the uh, real challenges around it was that the registration didn't relate to 
uh, or didn't cover a lot of the areas where people would actually like to go fishing. Yeah. And so with the consultations that have been occurring, if we've heard those consultations have happened in the east, I understand yep. that other consultations are underway right now and that um, the CEO of the NLC has been involved in those consultations herself, which really shows how important um, the, these issues are. Hopefully we start to see some updated maps and that means that the registration okay. covers those places that people do care about. But okay. that really does... It's up to the traditional owners to make yeah. those decisions and, and it will take some time. So it is hard for people to be patient while the runoff is looking so good, mm. um, but it will take time. David, there had been um, discussion, you know, when you and I spoke on that day after the news sort of started to come out, of course, about this registration process. People had started questioning whether the government had sort of done enough in this space. How, you know, how are people feeling at this point from your perspective? Look, I, I, have, to, I have to say, I think, um, there's a real opportunity for more leadership from the government in this space. I, I understand that it's a very complex and difficult issue. Um, I'm, I'm not really sure that uh, fishers really feel that they have been uh, heard um, by the government. Uh, certainly my um, my, my um, understanding would be they've probably been heard more by the NLC than they have by, by the government. And yeah. so we've continued to engage with the government. Um, look, it, it's clear that it's a complex issue. It's clear that there are people w within the government, ministers who, who are really uh, do do get it do understand but they obviously people don't want to mm. put a foot wrong don't want to tread wrongly but sometimes yep. that can look like you're saying nothing and that upsets people uh, and and I think that would be a fair criticism it's certainly a criticism that I've leveled yep. we have um, continued to engage we've been writing to the chief minister we've been writing to um, all of the other relevant ministers uh, and, and really just making sure that as we move forward and try to solve these issues and as the NLC is doing its consultations uh, on a case-by-case -case basis with the TOs for areas, that we need to make sure the government resources are on the table so that we can get the best enduring deals possible. Um, I'm confident that the government does understand that but they, they really do need to put their best foot forward and make sure that they can tailor the deals uh, to traditional owners who want to share their country uh, in a way that uh, traditional owners are looking to do those agreements. Do you reckon that they should be doing that with more of a sense of urgency at this point? I think it's a it's a look. It's an acutely uh, you know urgent issue, yeah. um, especially when we have a situation where a lot of waters that were uh, had been shared by traditional owners for for over twelve years mm -hmm. uh, all of a sudden became off limits. Yeah. I, I think um, there's always room to do better in this space, and and we certainly expect the government to come uh, to the table with uh, more, better, and more flexible resources. Uh, and I hope that that will mean that that the NLC and uh, AFANT can do can do our jobs better because we know there are things that recreational fishers can bring to the table. We've long been custodians of the resource and, and a lot of catch and release occurs for, fi yeah. for fish. So, you know, we can look at things uh, like better protecting fish resources. We can look at things like collecting better data. We've been running a citizen science program for 20 years. We could share that data better with traditional owners. Mm -hmm. um, but when it comes to resources for uh, rangers, uh, when it comes to long-term agreements that underpin access uh, and benefits in exchange for that, there's a role for the Territory Government that really can't be replaced by anybody else. And so we really hope they're putting their best foot forward as well. Now, last time you and I spoke, uh, you know, when this, again, when this announcement was initially made about Blue Mud Bay, uh, we had spoken about places like Dundee uh, essentially potentially being quite badly impacted. What are you hearing from, you know, from people out that way at the moment when 
when it comes to this decision and the way that it's sort of rolled out now? Yeah, I think it has certainly uh, the decision. So we're referring to the Finnis River. And, yep. and so at the moment, uh, the only area of the Finnis River that's accessible for recreational fishing uh, is the first five kilometres from the mouth up. And um, it used to be that you could access another eight kilometres. Uh, and now uh, people can't yeah. access that after traditional owners close that section of the river. It's definitely impacted on, on tourism in Dundee uh, in terms of uh, people who would want to travel up there, uh, maybe not, not planning their trip there. And, and we've seen that Shady Camp has been really, really busy. Um, a lot of people going to um, a lot of people going to fish the Mary River system. Uh, the Daly River system was flooded as well. So we've seen a tremendous amount of pressure put on one system. Uh, and we know that when more places are accessible, um, we're more likely to see that effort spread. So mm. it would be great to see that effort uh, be able to be spread. Um, we will do everything that we can um, to engage with the NLC and with the government to hopefully revisit the Finnis uh, in due course. But yep. Ultimately, that's a decision of the traditional owners. It has to be respected. Um, my understanding is that they've raised a number of concerns and we certainly hope that they are addressed by the government and the NLC uh, as promptly as, as can be. And anything that we need to do, we're ready, uh, willing and, uh, and able to assist. Yeah, I was going to say, by the sounds of things, uh, AFANT certainly seems to be trying their best to engage with all of those stakeholders, particularly uh, with the likes of the NLC and have those really positive discussions to try and make sure that you can get the most, um, well, you know, get what's best for everybody I guess. Yeah look I, I think that's right and look to be perfectly frank there's been a lot of talk for a long time about permit free fishing, registration free yep. fishing, people just want to be able to go where they where they can go and, and there's been a bit of catch up that's had to be happen in the community in terms of uh, coming uh, really understanding and acknowledging mm -hmm. that for the last 12 years there's been a law in the highest court of Australia that, yeah. that um, traditional owners own their waters and, and choose, get to choose the conditions of access. Um What's really crystallised from most fishers that have been talking to us has yep. been that they want to access the places that they love uh, and they are they are prepared uh, to engage in conversation and negotiation about that. And yep. ultimately, I think that puts us in better stead with, with um, talking with traditional owners and the NLC of how we might be able to find a, a brighter future because it's been a bit of a... Uh, it's been a tough spot, that's for sure. Hey, I've just got a question here from Gazza in Palmerston. It says, are the permits per boat or per person? So the, um, the registration is required by each adult. Yep. Uh, so um, children fishing with an adult uh, don't require one. Okay. Um, but uh, everybody who is an adult on the boat um, needs to needs to go on and, 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 and register. Yep. The registration itself is not a, a, an arduous process. Yeah. Um, there are terms and conditions that people should read and make sure that they're aware of. Yep. Uh, and we would engage, uh, encourage people to, uh, you know, engage with them and yeah. if they have any queries to direct those to the NLC. Um, but uh, but certainly every adult needs one. Well, David Chiravolo, AFANT uh, CEO or Chief, Exe yeah, Chief Executive, good on you, mate. Always good to catch up with you. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Katie. Thank you.